back in Beirut, right? They mm-hmm. Stan and Richards meet up with some Armenians. They get them into this safe house. We get this interesting scene where I guess Hurley is looking at where the embassy used to be or, or near mm-hmm. where the embassy was bombed. And like you mentioned before, we get a lot of introspection from, or even like extrospection from Hurley learning about his past. And th- this is, this is almost, this is almost like a Stan Hurley book. If you, right. if you oh, it really, it really could be a Stan Hurley book. I mean, Mitch Rapp is the main character, but it, it's also a Stan Hurley book. And it's the transition. It's him teaching and bequeathing the, the lessons and the skills to the next generation. Right. I love the story when we hear we're we're gonna have to do a podcast of just everything Stan Hurley, just all <laughs> these little snippets and backstory. Like maybe if Kyle does write um an earlier book in this time period, we gotta do a podcast where we give little snippets of what we've heard so far about Hurley. For example, with the embassy bombing. He was supposed to be there because there was a meeting right. of the CIA. He was having sex. <laughs> and he was out, but it was some crazy thing. Like he was, he he was out of mission. Then, then he had, yeah, it was, he but had to go back. The informant wanted to pay him and impress him. So he got him these two women. And so he went with them completely blowing off this really important CIA meeting. <laughs> well, anyway, that's the reason he, he survived and wasn't at the blast. But Stan's sex life saved his life. <laughs> Every one of these little snippets, I just, I loved it. I ate it up. And I, it's a little graphic, but like the whole, the whole stuff that he, he talks about with, um, with Roddy in the second part <laughs> about his mom. And he just, he like won't let it up. And even as a reader, you're thinking like, it's too much. Wait, is, is it, is he actually telling the truth or is it, is it, is <laughs> did it that he sleep much with of his a, mom? Did he, did he sleep with his mom or, or I don't is it put just it a past bit? him. <laughs> I I don't know, and I think even even like one of like the even maybe Syed's like maybe maybe he's telling the truth. <laughs> yeah, he questions himself. We got to get to that interrogation though, because as as graphic as it is, what Hurley's doing, and we've had some comments already talking about the, oh, the infamous ear, ear scene, yeah, you know, biting off the ear, A little Mike Tyson oh, action. What he's doing, the shtick is perfect because Hurley knows how these things go down once you're yeah. taken he knows what these motherfuckers are capable of right right like right and no one so knows his job is to him. piss them off and get them to kill him essentially right he's got to either piss them off so much that they kill him or he's got to sow so much dissent between the factions and giving so many lies that he's not worth a damn because you right. know you're only worth the intelligence they can get out of you and he knows he'll break eventually but before he breaks, breaks if he can just completely screw them up with different stories and false intelligence and mix it in, he knows he'll get the upper hand. And he's he's really good at pissing off Syed and Roddy, and they're going at each other. Roddy wants to kill him. Syed tells him not to. <laughs> he, even, he won't tell him his name. He, he William pulled a Jack Tecumseh Meehoff. Sherman. And he pulled a, a Jack Meehoff. Meehoff. <laughs> and Syed's like, really? I haven't heard that one since like two thousand five. Uh, high school, high school. <laughs> yeah, even earlier. Oh, it's so funny. I mean, the the taken bit though. Was that a little anticlimactic for you? Hurley and Richards at this hotel. He walks out, smokes a cig. He's gonna go to like a convenience store. He's like, I can go left or right. Guess it doesn't matter. Turns left and is in some neighborhood. He notices some cars that weren't there the night before, and then the police just crash on him. I was like, "Well, that's how Hurley gets taken." 
So I think uh, the the one guy, what is it, a uh, Percosian or um, Petroj? Oh, Ridley's Petrosian. friend. Yeah, Ridley's friend. The, the Armenian, right? True. That was. He was like, wait, why? And it's interesting because I think even maybe this is a we're we're catching something here, but Vince mentions that they get brought in by Armenians, but it's obviously not Petrosian because later on in the chapter. He's like, why didn't Stan come to me? Like, I would have protected him or whatever. Yeah. So it's it's a different group of Armenians, I guess. Um, but or I think they're doing it for money. I think at one point Ridley says, the police shouldn't have done that. Petrosian knows those police are good, but he also knows they'll turn to the highest bidder. Sure. So I can send Petrosian right. in and get the police back on our side, who can right. then help us go find him. And I guess it's just the local authorities are that willing to switch on a dime. But it's you it's know. probably a little bit of cockiness True. by Stan. You know, this is yeah. Stan's territory. He was stationed here for a very long time. He thinks he can yeah. come back in, and you know, it's like thinks old the times. Game's the same. Thinks yeah. the game's the same, and it's obviously not. You know, people spotted him at the airport. They let you know. Obviously, you have Syed, you have Islamic Jihad, you have Fatah, all like waiting to get you. Yeah, and he sh- he should have. He should have been more careful. He slipped up. He should have been more right. careful. And that's kind of like we were talking with Fred with um, William F. Buckley. Like we couldn't believe the station chief just right. left off complex and walked the city and, you know, went to play tennis and whatever. And I guess that's kind of reminiscent of what Hurley's doing here. He's just out going to a convenience store without realizing the terrorists are reading our weakness and getting even more aggressive. Maybe Hurley thinks that no one would ever be smart enough, or or not sorry, dumb enough to take Stan Hurley or Bill or Bill Sherman as they know him, right? So yeah, no, that's true. Back yeah. in the day, no one would have dared touch Bill Sherman. So no, you're right. You're but right. But the game right. has changed, and maybe Hurley doesn't doesn't realize how much it has changed. Yeah, that's a fair point. Before we move on, I I see it in the chat. I I got to read the quote about biting the ear. This we just need an example of the kind of shit Hurley is pulling here, right? Like this is legendary. Roddy's mom's the prostitute, not stopping about it, saying his name to jack me off, Ulysses S. Grant, William Tecumseh Sherman. And then he goes so far as to really want to piss these guys off. Quote Hurley unleashed a gob of blood and the one busted tooth from his mouth. The bulk of it hit Roddy in the face, with his arms tied behind his back and his legs taped to the chair, Hurley started bouncing the chair an inch at a time towards the two men, snapping his teeth and barking like a dog. The movie did that well, at least. Well, I was going to bring that up, because I think, we've said this before, but Michael Keaton was a great casting for Stan Hurley. And that whole scene where Ghost is doing that interrogation, and immediately he starts off in the bat like being like, yeah, let's go, like, come on, give yeah. it to me. Yep. And like that's exactly word from word like from the chapter. From the yep. Uh, and when, you know, he starts pulling off the fingernails and he's like, "Oh, that yep. felt good," you know? Like round 2. R- Michael Keaton did a great job expressing Absolutely. that. And I really think he captured at least Hurley from the pages what what I saw Absolutely. or read. So that one scene and Michael Keaton just being that crazy wily bastard during the interrogation was the closest to the book I think you got. And you kept the ear scene. Like, that's one thing. Out of yeah, all the they things the they decided scene. to keep, they kept the ear scene. They kept that. At least it's something. They kept the ear scene. Yeah. Should we talk just to wrap it up about the bad guys? I, I, although, I'm going to be honest, in my winners and losers, that will probably, at least the Russian side of things, be one of one of my few losers of the book. 
But I feel like we should just wrap it up with like we know yeah, the Russians and the Iranians had a role in Beirut and the Middle East at this time. And I think Vince is trying to explore how the director of the SVR and actually I believe director at S, who is the actual program of the illegals and the undercover operatives on the ground. So the director of that program is financially supporting Fatah, the Palestinian organization, Islamic Jihad, um, and all these other groups through a joint bank account. And therefore, Ivanov's got to get in the game. And when that money is taken, and when he hears there's American agents in captivity, he needs to one-up Islamic Jihad and, you know, pull his power card and go in there and, and get those guys and get his money back. What do you think of the Russian involvement here? Yeah, it's. I mean, what we're an hour, almost an hour into this podcast, we're just not bringing up the villains. Like, and we got to get to the covers. <laughs> don't forget the covers. Yeah, I I think that it doesn't. I don't know the the villains here. You you, you can replace them with anybody. They're not. Um, I don't know. They they were okay. They. Yeah. I, I like the Syed character. He he was interesting yes. and and learning about him and and uh like the whole Syrian aspect to it. Um. But yeah, like the whole Russian subplot, it, it was almost not needed, you know, right. it just added this extra element to it. I guess it was more so to, sh- like you said, to show what was actually going on in in that time, in that in that region. Um, but yeah, I, I think, you know, they're definitely the losers of for me for this book. Right, right. Uh, my, all right. My, my Mac's going to die, so I'm just going to plug it in. But I can hear you. I can hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I guess one last thing, though, on the terrorist, when you're talking about it, I really like the dynamics of the Middle Eastern group with the Palestinians, the Syrians. It was the Russian supply I didn't like. And another thing I like about that is Imad Mugnia. And I had no idea Imad Mugnia was one of the world's most wanted terrorists at the time. And he was directly responsible for a lot of the kidnappings and probably a lot of the bombings. And all that just made me appreciate more what Vince was doing there. Also disappointing that the Russians didn't have that level of exposition and explanation of their backgrounds. But when Fred told us Imad Munia was one of the actual main names they were after, the most wanted. Oh, boy. Sorry. <laughs> Would the kids come down? Decide to have a midnight party in the in the laundry room there? <laughs> no, but um, Fred gave us the wanted poster for the real Mugnia. And so just that level of detail that Vince is bringing real characters, real history, real personalities and capturing them in fiction, I think is awesome. And the wanted poster was just a shock to me that we were tracking these guys. We had the rewards for justice program willing to pay upwards of multiple millions of dollars for tips that would lead to their, their capture. And um, I think that that was really great. One other way, though, the real life is brought into this is Rob Ridley, which a few weeks ago, Rob Richer told us is his character. And so I can't help yes, but think sorry, a lot I'm of back. this. All right. All right. You're, you're all charged up here. Yeah. I can't help but think a lot of the conversations Ridley has up on this hill overlooking Beirut are real things that Rob Richer would have told Vince about. Did you get that feeling? Yeah. And I love this. Um. You know, again, we're this is a character we see a lot. We've seen a lot in like the most 
recent books preceding uh, American Assassin. And then we're going to see him again in the future. But it's cool, like, seeing this guy who's he's only been stationed there, what, like, five, seven years? So he's pretty yeah. early in his game. And he's, I don't know, it, what he's wearing, like, a UPS outfit. He's the guy right. who, like, brings... <laughs> Oh, Vince doesn't say UPS, but um, yeah, and he he's the guy who like leaves the the, the packages. Um, but he we get all this cool information about like the Marines who would would set up yep. uh, shop as snipers and shoot down the yep. green line in order to like you know tell people back back off. Yeah, no, I, I, that's definitely I could see that as information that maybe Vince had learned from Rob Richard. Um, yeah, so yeah. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Like they were the Americans were getting picked off and they called in this set of marine snipers and within like 5 days they racked up like 30 kills and they stopped getting shot at. Like that was it. Right. <laughs> they went back that to hiding their caves. They, they were good to go. Yeah. So Ridley's the one who's going to mastermind Raps um final mission, right? To save Hurley yeah. here. And Ridley is even telling him like you're at, you're you're freaking nuts. Like y- you should not cross that line. The second you go over there, you're going to be captured. They, Ridley's just confused. And Rap says, I have to do this, right? I have to go. And the one thing Ridley can offer is the relationships. And I think Rob Richer must have told Vince about this, why we have the Petrosian character. Like Ridley has to have somebody on the other side with influence and sway um, and know the authorities and the different power dynamics. Or else Rap would have no chance over there. So Ridley tells him, like, where to go. This Petrosian guy gets the cops to stay out of the way and let him cross. And then when Rap gets there, he has a radio. And he's able to tip off, I guess it was like a a street vendor who's selling, like, spare parts. And the street vendor passes on that he heard word of an American being kept in a basement at Martyr Square. And so Rap is able to radio that back to Ridley. And that's right when he gets taken. So I like this network of relationships supporting rap and what he's about to do. And that's how Ridley got the intel where Hurley's going to be held. And I, I like the like uh, Mitch plays it like a dumb, um, you know, like right. he's, he's a dumb. He's not he's not obviously not an operative, not a trained operative. So they, his they're son. not. They're, no, yeah. Well, he's, saying he, he's there because he, he's his son. Uh, eventually. But in the beginning, like he's. You know, a, a normal operative wouldn't go around saying, I'm looking for Syed. Oh, yes, I'm, yes, I'm yes, looking yes, for yes. Americans, yes. you know, and yep. telling everybody. Map. I think he had a map. With a map, like waving mon- American money, you know, like, you know, that's not how you do it. That's exactly how you get taken. Right. Um, and obviously these guys are like, oh, he's an idiot. So they completely underestimate him. Exactly. And, and then as soon as Roddy finds out or thinks that he is it's his son his son that's like the ultimate nail in the coffin so because the terrorist should be like why would you ever come here you know it's a death sentence rap plays his cards perfectly because the only reason an untrained kind of dumbfounded kid would go in there is if it if it's his dad right if it's a family member you have to go and so the terrorists buy it hook line and sinker right which is is kind of what rap was doing at the training scene by not revealing his full athletic potential. Exactly. Exactly. When he's like running, we, he's holding yep. back so people underestimate him so that he can have the upper hand. And man, just Vince nails it then, nails it here. I just it, it all comes together. It does. What what do you think? I guess the, the very last thing thing we have here is the scene where Rab comes in and says, Dad, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna get you out of here. And then you see this calculation, like immediately Hurley realizes what Rap is doing. Right. Rap is tracking the gun, is able to yep. get the gun. Hurley springs into action. Oh, oh I guess first so the they put blade. a blade in in his, in his, in his scalp or in his yeah. hair, in his hair. I think he like weaved. Raps always had somewhat long hair. I think he right. weaved it in. So when his hands were behind his head, he can get the razor blade. But he doesn't even use it to cut. He tries to cut the duct tape on his wrists. He couldn't even cut it the full way. He thought he'd be able to. So with his hands duct taped together, he still grabs the gun by the uh, nozzle. And is able to flip it up with duct taped hands, you know, in the air, catch it with the handle and trigger and so that he can, he can use it. That was pretty badass. That was that was a pretty cool scene. Yeah. And then I think it's Hurley who's like, hey, kid, give me the gun. You take the knife. And Rap's like, <laughs> right. hell no, this is my gun. And Hurley realizes, fine. I feel like Hurley's growing as well throughout this book in really big ways. And it's not just Rap being turned into an assassin. It's Hurley becoming a better teacher. Yeah, I think like Hurley begins to realize the in the beginning he didn't he didn't want to believe in Mitch's potential because he didn't find Mitch and Mitch is not he's not his he's not a Navy SEAL. He's not a Marine. He's not a you know, an army ranger. Mm-hmm. Someone who's used to following orders. Right. Um, and that's what uh, Hurley's been trying to groom and unsuccessfully I'll, I'll say that but he's realizing that oh okay this this guy actually you know there's that scene where he he asked him like why did you kill Syed and then like that was a great you did you, everything did great except for the fact that you it, he quickly instead of he gives him a small little rebuke but then he's like all right don't you shouldn't have sat down next to him don't make it personal right, right. so quickly like it, not I'm sure it's like a little bit judgy but He's also training. And then you, you see this progression more and more and more where it's not – he's no longer being mean. Always There's a, always going to be those Hurleyisms to it, right? But he is truly trying to train this kid and, and help him survive because he sees this guy has the potential to be the next me, be better than me. So Right. And he's coming to grips with that. Exactly. And Irene, the little girl he raised, he has to stop seeing as just a little girl, a little girl and being the full-grown woman and – boss she's his boss essentially and he's got to come to terms with that i think we see his arc in this book it's like one of the com majors said on our movie review this very well could have been a stan hurley movie and this book very much was a stan hurley book and the arc that he's on and i freaking loved it it gets me hyped for kill shot i want the all myers back i want more greta i want more hurley uh, let's keep the train going and so kill shot is a coming yes yes it is well, I mean, I think I think that's it. I mean, at the very end, you know, Mitch has this plot to sort of, you know, have have the two factions in the in the square fight against each other. Right. Causes causes a distraction, Chaos. allows him to get out of there. Steals and the car. We, oh, and he and he intercepts the Russian. Um, right. Uh, the assistant. Uh, the second the assistant. Yeah, the assistant. Yeah. And that's what leads to the. We already talked about it, but the the very final chapter where Stansfield's able to get back his man by trading information and money not the russian because the russian is a defector gonna keep now, him but yeah gonna, gonna keep him he wants to stay but yeah i guess you know we mentioned a little bit of the losers but like 
I don't know. I feel like Vince does sometimes, we, we mentioned this a couple times, like finishing some books, like the climaxes are always great, but then like the chapters after that are mm-hmm. sometimes a little bit disappointing. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess I always want more, right? So right. getting out of that, out of, once they got free, I would have liked more seeing getting out of there. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it was good. It was, it, uh, this is a bad example of it because I still think it was good, but yeah. I agree. It was almost transfer of power esque in the ending of right. they hit the White House, they free the hostages, and it's like boom, they're done. They're okay. in the they're in the building next door. Yeah, I just remember you didn't get that scene fully. Same thing here. I wanted Rap and Hurley. The whole book was about after a kill, the fallout after the kill, and I feel like here I wanted a little more of the fallout after the escape. Right. Um, you know, rendezvousing with Ridley who is able to use local context and maybe something like the UPS uniforms again to kind of sneak out or they have to establish contact with Irene and let them know they they have this Russian guy who was involved and so they could put pressure on the state department and and go that route. And it didn't, we didn't really explore it. There was an epilogue, small little chat about it, but they just kind of got out, took the car and we're like, peace, we're good. I I really want to know what they put on the radio, you know, like you too. (laughs) Bob I always want and to think about it. This is kind of a short book. Like they, it was, it was actually in you know sixty six chapters. Like, yeah, definitely not the longest. You know, so on the shorter side, probably. So yeah, but we always want a, more. We're always greedy. Very, very good book. All right, but the winner, the winner is Hurley. Come on, oh now. for sure. No, I, I can't even, I can't even argue with you. The, the winner yeah, is hundred percent. And that might be like the biggest winner we've had on any list of our winners and losers. Hurley is such a big winner. He's such a big winner. It it catapults this book. I'm going to say, Chris, into the top five. Ooh, okay. Into the top five. That's how much I like the Hurley arc. What I let you do the notes for the the discussion thread for for this one. You, You left out our ratings and rankings. I left out the ratings. I kind of wanted it to be a little bit of a, a surprise here for surprise. you. Surprise. Okay. All right. All right. So um, what are you giving this? Memorial Day still on top. Transfer of power still up there. I'm, I'm putting in the top five. I'm not sure if it's three, four, or five. I'd have to think about that more, but it is easily an A. I mean, I'm, I know I gave, I think, Memorial Day an A- minus because we were doing some of the other things. I, I don't like the system we've done. I feel like we need <laughs> to rejudge and recurve our system here. So I'm giving this an A. It's not the number one spot, but I, I have to give it an A. Everything is so well done. The tiny minor foibles I have with the Russian subplot, fine. The little trip to Geneva was so well done, I didn't care that it was a distraction from the main plot. I Another little tiny critique... Where did Doc Lewis go in the second half? I would have liked right. a small role for him. And we would don't see him much in the rest of the series, which is kind of uh, upsetting. No. Yeah, we don't see him much. So I, I felt like that was such a great character the first half, but he fell out. Same way Ridley was such a great character in the second half, but he didn't come back. Uh, Greta, as we've already said, does not play a major role beyond this book in Killshot. She was like a side story. I would hope those were explored or weaved in a little more. If the book had a little more meat to it, would have been nice. But I'm giving it an A. I still like Memorial Day better as a book, but I'm going uh, going 9.5. Wow. So 
one of our uh, listeners right now posted their their top six with American Assassin being six. I I I put it above Extreme Measures. Above ex- yeah, it's above I Extreme put it Measures. Above I, I would it's above I, Lethal Agent. It's below Memorial Day and Consent to Kill. I love both those books. I really like Lethal Agent. That's probably like Kyle's best book. It's I think it's Kyle's best, but I would still put American Assassin higher. Transfer of Power too is really good. I think, it, but this book might be above Transfer of Power. But this book is is absolutely a better written book than Transfer of Power. Well, but that's Mitch's or that's Vince's second or first Mitch book, right? So, right. This is a better written book. I still think Transfer of Power is higher on my rankings. You know, I like nostalgia, and, and that one is just a classic and an OG. So um might be higher, but I will say American Assassin, I think, is the better written book. All right, you you got to tell us your numbers and your letters. Oh, well, so I'm sticking I'm, – I'm a stickler for rules. So we set up this the situation. So I have to give it around what I gave Memorial Day, which was like an A-, minus, which is, is – I feel bad giving this book an A-. minus, But um, actually, you know what? Screw it. I'm giving it an A. Yes. And it's a 9.5. Yes. It's a 9.5. Let's go. Let's go. I forget our earlier ratings. We can't it's play this game book. trying to judge it with the curve of what we did in the past. Let's give it its due. And this one deserves a 9.5. It's, it's Probably a 9.5. Means if we go back, I would give Memorial Day a 9.8, to be honest. But yeah, to be honest, that. yeah. This deserves an A, 9.5. I would okay. probably give Transfer of Power an A-9.4, 9.3. But this one, this one deserves it. But you know what might not deserve a lot of praise? What is that? I think you could see it on your screen right here. And I think it's not the first, not the second, but I think it just might be the third one you see on that little image. The dreaded cover C. C. (laughs) This may be the worst cover C ever. Maybe? Did you say maybe? (laughs) You say maybe? Maybe. This is 100%. Hands down, the absolute worst cover of any book that has ever been published and gone to print. Chris, you got to look in your phone. Do you remember that text I sent you? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I actually put it in the notes. I think I I have it. it, Yeah, you put it in the notes so I could read it. Let me just read it. All of a sudden, I'm at work. Mike texts me. Let let me just read you his his stream of consciousness text. This was the moment I first saw cover C. Never in my life I've seen it. This was my first reaction. Mike is the one who puts together these beautiful, I have to say they're beautiful, uh, little cover panels. And for American Accession, there was a lot. Uh, we went up all the way to cover S. Um, but my, so Mike just texts me. He says, oh my goodness. Oh my. Oh my. No. Absolutely not. Holy shit. I can't. I'm just, no. I can't. This is not fair. Please, please, please tell me this cannot be true. I'm literally crying right now, and I don't know whether it's from tears or laughter. Probably a bit of both, but seriously, this is affecting me on a large scale. I need to talk to a shrink like Doc Lewis. I'm not fucking around. I feel soulless. This is is what despair feels like. This is an abomination of all that is good and holy. (laughs) He says, "This, this book... Is permanently banned from our museum of Flynn, aka the Flynnzeum. I just get these like texts one back, one 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 after another, after another, after another, and I'm just like, 
I'm I'm sitting there doing some experiments and I go back and I look at all these texts and I was just like, what, where, where are you getting to? And then finally you said, you said cover C. That was a real text. I, I, I had a moment of just crisis and despair. I, I was so, I was drifting. I was, I was just drifting. I couldn't pull myself. So I guess this is the origin of the power lines. There are what, like eighteen different power lines. Like, I guess we should we should comment here because this is also going to be a, a podcast in audio format. But yeah, so cover C is just a man and a lot, a lot of power lines. They double down on the power lines, man. They double down. This 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 that whole line just makes me so depressed. Like literally, someone who never read a single. He's got a trench Why? coat in the desert. Why? You tell me, Chris. Would you see rolling deserts and wear a trench coat in Zurich? In no. Geneva? No. Uh, downtown Beirut? No. Downtown Istanbul? No. What? What? <laughs> All right. But there is sun. It is sunny out. You the sun is there. reflecting <laughs> off the roads. Right. The sun is reflecting off the power lines. Why is he wearing a trench coat with his head? And who is he? Who's wearing a trench coat? I keep saying he. He is wearing a trench coat. Could Who is it? That could be a she. Uh, they. They are wearing a trench coat. <laughs> I, I'm done. I'm absolutely done. I agree. This One of our uh, Facebook friends oh. said, we need Fred Burton to come back and hunt down the guy who appeared on all the cover seas. We need to, we need to get like, what, what is the, what's the program Fred runs? The uh, Rewards for Justice. Yeah, we need he some rewards. Mil. 20, 20 mil, mil for 40 mil. Double that. <laughs> Whichever analyst, or not analyst, uh, marketing agent, designer, thought approved that. it was Who a, approved a, it? I guess the, the Flynn family must have approved it. Uh, really, I don't think they go that far into every single cover line. You know, I bet you Cover C came out in the in between. In the in between. I bet you that that book series was published when Vince wasn't alive and when Kyle hadn't started yet. I, I don't want to talk about it. I, I really don't. I, <laughs> right, let's I, I have PTSD from it. I really do. Uh, let's get to some ones we liked. Okay, we we talked about the ones we All don't right. like. It, it's always cover C, but let's let's get to some ones we actually enjoy. So we've got the classics. A and E are both similar covers. A is the classic red and black with a silver star, and E is the same exact scheme with a star on this kind of like gritty wall. It looks like a metallic surface so could be the room that stan hurley is captured in Ooh, i like that very well could be and the star could be the stars on the wall at the cia and right. i like to think that's what that's Vincent what i had, i always imagine them as those the silver stars that they have at the cia right i, I don't know i i really enjoy the the simple covers that they have for a d and e i i think though it it might be or the intentionality might have been William F. Buckley's star. Mm. How heavy uh, an influence his story and his played sacrifice played on who Hurley is and what he's been through, who Stansfield is, who Rob Ridley is. I feel like this whole book could be a nod to Bill Buckley, and I love seeing that star on the cover. You don't need anything more. It's a great tribute. Yeah, I agree. Uh, let's just do a couple more, and then what do you think? Because we have, what, 20-something covers? How about we do a wrap-on-wrap episode for our patrons where we break down the rest of the covers? 
But Chris, before we do that, so we'll stay on afterwards. We'll do a full cover breakdown. You guys are welcome to stay. And then we'll also release that for our patrons later on as a special patron only episode. But if but if you were to pick maybe three covers to review, which one's your gold, your silver, and your bronze? Because we have a, a follower, uh, Jared, Jared McCarran, who thought, why don't you guys do gold, silver, and bronze for your top three covers each book? Mm, so that's a good idea. Shout out to him. You could follow him at Jared, M-A-C-A-R-I-N on Twitter. Thanks for the idea. So, Chris, if you were to pick three, give us your gold, silver, bronze. All right, so I really like uh, D, which is like the columns. I'm guessing that's one of the memorials. The Lincoln, I guess. That would be the Link, uh, Lincoln Memorial yeah. with the star. So my gold would have to be E, which is like we always said, that the gray wall background could be a prison, could be something with the, so- the solo star. My silver would be A, which is the, the, the silver star. I'm get- What is that, a background of D.C.? Uh, the Capitol building. I can't really see it. Um, Possibly Jefferson if we zoom in. Jefferson. That's the Jefferson. Yep, Jefferson Memorial. Um, I don't even want to talk about F because it's the cover of the movie. Um, yeah, so I can't I can't give that. Um, I kind of like I. Hmm. It's this eagle with the American flag. I like the colors of, the, of Vince Flynn and um, what does that say? Uh, I can't. I'm not even going to pronounce it. It's in some other language. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that would be my uh, my bronze. A lot of people did like that one. I think it's maybe Czech somewhere. In, it looks like southeastern Europe with the eagle, which is pretty cool. Here, I'll put all of them up because, like I said, we've got a ton of pages of them. A little hard to see, but you know what? A little bit of a wild card. My favorite is N. Can we talk about and, for a quick second? Okay. That bench, and by the way, I think that language is Thai, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know if we've ever seen a cover with a, a quite obscure language. Um, I, I believe those are Thai characters. But that bench, man, covered in blood, it just gets at the grittiness, the gore of what psychologically rap is going through and doing with that Sharif scene, his first kill. I think that cover is a nod to Rap's first kill ever, which is a watershed moment. And I think it's ballsy to put a a bench covered in blood with, I think, a hand. I think you see a hand, a dead hand laying across it all bloodied up. I think that's a ballsy move. I think that's bold. So I, I think that's my gold. All right. I'm going with cover N for my gold. I'm, uh. I'm a big fan of that one. I, I kind of like these international ones a little bit. Um, silver. The classic, probably just the straight A or E. I think both of those are just really nice. The originals. Can't go wrong with that. Um, bronze, third place. Cover C. Yeah, cover C, you know, is definitely going to get it. No, I think it's just pretty <laughs> badass, that H one. With the guy the H- with, the gun, with the gun with the flag in the background. You could see that being the scene where Mitch is like looking at the mirror and because right. I always try to is. I always try to I like a cover where I don't really it doesn't spoil the book to me, but it's a it's a cool scene where after I've read it and then I look at the cover 
I can think about that scene again. You know, that's right. what I really that's that's a good a good cover to me. So. All right, all right. I think that about does it for our covers. Great book. We both rated it rather highly. Yeah. Part two, done and dusted. Done and, and dusted. We got two people uh, still many? listening to us. All right, look at that. They stayed around till the very end. What do you think that means in terms of where we go next? We got kill shot, and then last kill shot man, so may maybe my favorite cover. Only two more Vince books, and then we get to Kyle. Is that right? Yeah, that's it. We're 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 getting there. Wow. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six. We've already done Lethal Agent, Total Power. So seven, if you include Enemy uh, at the Gates. Seven books to go on the Mitch Rap Podcast. We are getting there. Well, that was great. Thank yeah, you to the, you guys who uh, stuck around. I almost didn't make it there. When I went to go plug in my computer, I kind of zapped the shit out of myself. <laughs> oh, you did? Yeah, it, it like I don't know. I gotta fix. Oh, I, maybe I have some sort of faulty thing. But uh, yeah, I almost sure died like mid pod. Oh my god, are you serious? Did you like you felt the shock? <laughs> oh yeah, it went like all up my body and like my arm was convulsing for a little bit. It wasn't good. Is there a doctor in the house? <laughs> I just have an NP, but she's upstairs. Oh my my goodness! You might want to go talk to Caroline yeah. and ask her to look at you for a second. I'm gonna call an electrician. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> yeah, you might not want those that piping and that uh, exposed <laughs> wall behind you to uh, have bad electrical <laughs> wires. Right next to my sump pump. So oh, live God. action, live. That's yeah, what happens exactly. when okay. when you do a live podcast. You never know what you're gonna get. <laughs> At least I didn't drop my computer, and the computer is still if going. You, so if you <laughs> left me solo here on this thing, I would have been like. <laughs> Crapsy dead. <laughs> yeah, what if I just never came back? <laughs> you just never came back. That would have been terrible. I do have Caroline's numbers, so I, I would have been able to call. Oh my oh, goodness! goodness. <laughs> All right. So, what insane. do we cover next week, Mike? Next week, we hope to forward in the month of July to Kill Shot. Yes. And again, we have to thank our patrons, including our special operator, Sherry F., our special agents, George, Matt, Don, Dennis, Peggy, Catherine, Ray, Bridget, Jeff, and Mark. Please subscribe, rate, and review using your favorite podcasting platform. Find us online at midtrappod.com or using our Twitter handle at midtrappod. And as always, just let Mitch be Mitch. Just a disclaimer, this podcast is not affiliated with Vince Flynn, Kyle Mills, or Simon & Schuster, but thank you to them for bringing us the wonderful world of rap. And the music soundtrack is Guerrilla Tactics by Raphael Crooks.